Spoken with Bruce and Gatos. Speaking up for Arizona. Go after them. Let's find out if some of these parents knew and covered it up. How much are parents liable for the actions of the children? KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. A new era in afternoons. Outspoken with uh, Bruce and Gatos. He's Bruce. I'm Gatos. If you haven't figured that out yet. Keep that clear. If you're watching on the video, by the way, it's even clearer because I wear a hat every day. Yes, you do. I've worn a different hat every day of the show. Have you noticed that? I have noticed it. Well, I, you haven't sent me. Well, no, no, no. The first, the first show you dressed up for. You actually did your hair and put on a pair of drawers. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was uh, it needed to do it for one day. <laughs> one but day. Then, then not never again. Listen, be comfortable. Be yourself. I am. Wear I'm that ragged T-shirt right that you're wearing right you got now. It. It's a it's, it's a fine. Bar, it's a barbecue place in uh, St. Louis. Yeah. I like, if I go to a restaurant and I like the food, I buy a T-shirt. You buy a T-shirt. I buy a T-shirt or a hat if I like it. You're the guy that does that. I'm the guy that does I got tons of them. Anyway. Um, hey, do you have a T-shirt from Alabama? Because they've been talking. I just drove through Alabama. Did you, you really? I did. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, Alabama is, um, uh, the I think they exist for a certain reason, just so other states can always say, <laughs> we're not Alabama. I mean, come on. How uh, much you know? stuff did you hear and talk about amongst your friends or maybe on TV about IVF. A lot. I, I'm uh, learning more about IVF, uh, things I never knew, you know, right. basically. It has become a hot-button issue, and it's all part of this. You can wrap it all in this reproductive rights, women's rights, whatever whatever argument you want to make. Yeah. IVF falls into this, and the ruling from the Alabama Supreme Court last week declaring that embryos, frozen ones even at that, a fertilized are, frozen egg are just really cold kids. They're yeah. just they're, they're children. children. They uh, under the eyes of law, if you destroy one, you can be held criminally liable for killing a child. Are you going to put a baby in a freezer? Nobody puts baby in a freezer. Well, I mean, some people think that's silly. Would you put a baby in a freezer? Of course not. Of course not. It would die. So if you put cells into some liquid nitrogen and freeze it for decades, obviously that's not the same thing as a child. You would think. Yeah. But this is all because of this. And, and what you're finding is this is a political issue as well, obviously. Right. Because uh, uh, Trump and Republicans ran on and celebrated the overturn of Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs decision. And that allowed each individual state, in many cases, to kind of come up with some of their own rules. And the people who have been pushing the uh, life starts at conception the hardest mm. are ones behind this because they're saying... That's life. There was right. conception in there. Uh, and therefore, that is a life. Well, these are the, what do you want to call it? The fallout because of it. And they're, I think a lot of them are running for cover because they're finding out exactly how unpopular this position is. Um, I was talking to my wife, and we were trying to think of people that we know that went through this. Oh, got, got the in yeah. vitro fertilization? We have multiple friends and family members that really? went through uh, vitro fertilization. Yeah, we And have, had, had children and everything? Not always. Not always. It's not a guarantee, is Definitely it? Definitely not. It's expensive, I've heard, too. It is very expensive. So we have uh, a couple from our um, our Bible study that had dozens implanted, and sadly, th that nothing... Never, never, really? No. Mm -mm. And I, I, here's, I want to I say something about it, too, because it, I've, I'm learning more about it. I'm not an expert by any Neither stretch. am I. No. Um, this is used for couples where there is an issue. Yeah. Sometimes it's a medical issue. Sometimes it's a, a defect from birth. Maybe they, they had an injury or, or something like that, that that caused them to have to go down the IVF. And sometimes there's no reason for right. why can't he and she right. have a baby together. They're both fine. They can't figure it out. out. Yeah.
Right. Um, we uh, we have. Um, but, but I want to point yeah, yeah, this yeah, out. So I want to say, see, this is people who want to bring a child into the world. It's wonderful. Uh, these are people who are desperate mm-hmm. to have a baby. Why are you trying to stop this? Because the law that they passed is stopping this in Alabama. It is stopping people who want to have children from doing it. Can I make an analogy? I think uh, I think you can. If I go to uh, World's Largest Fries. I don't know where this is right over here at Tatum and Shea. I'm at the World's Largest Fries, and I go, and I get a, 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 how many eggs are in a a carton? Is that 12? Oh, gosh. I don't need eggs. Yeah. There's 12 of them. Yep. And as I'm going out, I'm going to the the checkout line, self-checkout, because I don't want to talk to humans. I get to the (laughs) checkout line, and I drop my 12 eggs. Did According to the state of Alabama, did I just kill 12 chickens? Yes. Did, did I, am I am I guilty of animal abuse? You've for, terminated three chickens I've in the most horrible way. I've terminated three chickens, uh, twelve chickens. Only I, if they're fertilized eggs. Well, then I don't either. understand what eggs are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're gonna get well, well. If here's the other thing: if you took the twelve eggs at home, home, and then you fried them up and ate them, you terminated twelve eggs there. Oh my god! You know, you pointed out that why would you stop a family from? Having a baby, if we have the technology, pro life, right? Want a child? So my wife and I were also talking about uh, her cousin's story and, that he and his wife uh, had trouble conceiving. Um, I think he was in the Marines, and they missed the the optimal time for her oh, to get pregnant. Okay, okay, and so they chose vitro and fertile vitro, excuse vitro, me, and fertilization, right. and. They've got a 13-year-old daughter and 9-year-old twins. Congratulations. Now, here's the other thing. They still have several embryos frozen, but they're in their late 40s. So their family's complete. And if if I'm reading this right, mm-hmm. like you in, are. in Alabama. I know where you're going. Right. If they, they're going to have to pay for the rest of their life. If they lived in Alabama, they'd have to pay for the rest of their lives uh, to have that clinic continue to freeze all the stuff because if they destroyed them, well, then they'd be in trouble. Yeah. And so that's they'd be prosecuted. what I understood is part of the IFV is you don't just do one, you do a multitude of them and that it is part of the process that some of the fertilized embryos are discarded after there was a pregnancy. You have to extract multiple eggs because so many, um, just terminate immediately once they're implanted. I'll take care And word. if the embryos aren't donated or discarded, mm-hmm. are these families going to be forced to have them all implanted? Right. Like, you know, Congratulations, you hey, got 37 kids now. Right. Now what? you've got 87 children. You, right. got, you got a dozen kids. And so it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. We played, and you know we did this, and I, I, I didn't play it to be mean or anything. We played on Friday. We played the audio of the Supreme Court, the Alabama Supreme Court Justice. Well, you can't be mean if you're playing somebody's audio, and well, it's what he said. So I don't know how that's mean. But I was going to say, um, he quotes a uh, his interpretation of the Bible, invalidating this decision as well as others. Um, and like I said, it, if the Taliban had said the same thing in Arabic, it would have been word for word. It would have been word for word. And when we played the audio... And I can tell you this because um, our our church group just finished reading Revelation. Okay. And if you've ever read it, you can interpret it a hundred different ways. 
It's very difficult Open to read to interpretation. Through. Yeah, yeah. Becky Lynn, I don't know if you've ever read through it. I, I, we did, and we had like a deep dive into it. Mm-hmm. It's tough stuff. It's very, very hard. It's I find very, that's why it yes. doesn't get it doesn't get Correct. talked about too much in, as right. we always call it, big church. Yeah, <laughs> because yeah. nobody knows big what church. to do with it. <laughs> so my, my point is, though, if you read it, Becky Lynn, you'll think of something. You'll see it differently than I would. Right. You'll, you'll see it, yeah. Because but when you so have a state this, Supreme Court justice, he read it one way. Right. And, and he has interpreted it, and that's why, one way, and now he has made his decision yeah. on IVF. And, but I'm just saying, I want to I be really clear. Like, it's all about interpretation with Revelation. Mm-hmm. It's all about Fair it. enough. Um, so, and he read something in Revelation that now he thinks is backing up. His, justifying his decision. What he has done. And right. this movement, I, I looked this up a little bit over the weekend. Oh, this, the Seven, the seven Mountains, mountains I Mandate. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I looked that up, and apparently. What do you think? It, well, I, I don't go along with it. I Fair was just going to say it came up in, uh, I guess it kind of started to grow in 1976, and it didn't really do much of anything until about 2000, and then yep. more people started, and then about 2015. Mm-hmm. And there's quite a few names you would recognize, yep. apparently, that tend it. to follow this. Hey, in the 6 o'clock hour, because yeah. we're still going to be here, Bruce, till Allegedly. 7, yeah. um, we'll tell you what Arizona is says about IVF. Okay. All right. Does there there's been a ruling, um, and do we see important? Do we see them as children? Okay. Okay. So we'll do that in the six o'clock hour. That sounds like a deal. All right. Hey, um, it's outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Are you ready for surge pricing? You know, like Uber does to come to a fast point fast food joint near you. Say that ten times fast. We're digging into it next, right here on KTAR. Outspoken, Bruce and Gatos, KTAR News. You know, uh, Bruce, you and I can't be everywhere. We can't see everything, <laughs> right? No Out sir. there in the news. So we have a, a digital assistant on the show. Her name is uh, Tina. So we like to check in once, uh, kind of once a show sure. and, and find out what's going on. Tina, what is going on out there? What should we be talking about? Hey, guys, how come the price of my Wendy's burger is changing depending on the time of day? Where's the beef? <laughs> okay. Have you heard about this Wendy story? I have, I have heard. I have heard. And let me let me add some context, Tina, for you. Um, first off, you're right. Uh, and it's interesting. And it's basically being described as Wendy's is getting ready to roll out. Let's call it Uber style surge pricing, where the cost of certain menu items will fluctuate based on demand, including the time of day. For So, for example... You want to double with ketchup only, which is what I get. Okay. Um, it might cost more during the lunch or the dinner rush than it would if I got it at uh, three fifteen. Do you know what I mean? Total BS. They would charge more at like seven p.m. and noon than they would at other times. So if I want to go to just, I don't even know if Wendy's does breakfast anyway. They do. Okay. I'm led to believe. So if you go there for breakfast, you'll pay more. If you go there for lunch, you'll pay more. If you go there for dinner, you'll pay more. They just invested $20 million in new menu boards. Well, why do they need my money then? That will be able to update prices in real time. So it's, it's, is it like the stock market? I mean, am I sitting there like, are the numbers just yeah. like fluctuating? And do you have to like hit a buzzer and stop it on one? Like, boom, I'll take 353. I'll take it. I'll take it. It might go up. It might go up. I do, might go do, down. Do you wait for it? Do you like, like, I don't know. Is there a button to hit? Like, so I'll choose it now. Now. Or is it like buying an airplane ticket? 
You know, like airplane tickets, like, you know, you're supposed to buy it like Tuesday it? or Wednesday or at or, a certain time or whatever, and then oh, you're going to get a better deal. My Becky Lynn. gosh. Oh, my God. I was Uh-oh. trying to buy airplane tickets last night. And? Yeah. I was, we were literally choosing our seats. Okay. And the two, and we had to, and we actually wanted to upgrade something. Oh, yeah. Like at the time know. we tried to upgrade it, both tickets had gone up $200. Whoa! Get out of here. I'm not kidding. Whoa! So you had a set price. We were about to put the credit card number in. And then they and it changed And they on changed you? the price on us. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm gonna Did you buy you. those tickets? Heck no. I'm going to talk got, to you. Of course. I st- Good for you. Yeah. I'm going to help you out and do this. Right? I would greatly appreciate there's it. A, there's I'm an principal. app for this. I'm okay, principal. there's an app for this. I'm okay. telling you wouldn't do that. So, yeah. So, Wendy's, I mean, their CEO announces. This isn't like a rumor or anything. He, no. He's speaking to investors. Um, and he said, uh, yeah, that they're going to do it. Although, it's it's unclear how they're going to sell this to us. We won't even know. As a good deal. We won't even know. You if, will, you're, if you're a regular Wendy's customer, you'll catch on Uber, after a while. Uber does it? it. I mean, are you upset when Uber says, like, I always take a, an Uber from the airport to my house and it's yeah. $23, but you try to do it on a Friday at 6 p.m. and like, well, that's going to be yeah. $51. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but it was built into the recipe at Uber. You knew that going in. You knew that going in. Now you've got... You've got Wendy's trying to change all that. But I, I, you're going to get there. You're still going to buy a hamburger. You're still going to do it. Because it's right? lunchtime and you're hungry. It's lunchtime. You're, you're hungry. What are you going to do? out because it went up 30 cents? So can I tell you something? I saw something interesting years ago, and it made me think of this. Mm-hmm. And I have to go back to, like, this would have been the 90s. We're going back 30 years. Let's go with. And I was at a, a convention. One of those, you know, we used to have conventions in radio. And we had a keynote speaker who was a futurist. I didn't know what a futurist was, but I went and saw him. Harlan Ellison, I believe his name. He also wrote sci-fi books. And he said something when I saw this story that I went, that SO he was 30 years ahead of his time. What did he say? He predicted, and this was, again, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. He said, supply and demand is how everything is, is priced these days, right? Right. You can charge more, more people want it. And he said, but the, the, the gap between supply and demand is getting shorter and shorter all the time. Companies are getting quicker at figuring out what people want and what they're willing to pay for it, you know? And he goes, I can see a world in which it is instantaneous. And he said, he gave this example. He goes, imagine a Coke machine, uh, you know, Coke dispenser, a big vending machine, but it's got a, it's got a pad on the front of it. You have to step on the pad. And your weight determines how much the soda is. What? And you know what? The temperature outside depends on how much the soda is. He goes, the soda would go up when the when the temperature went up. Soda price would go down when the temperature would go down. He goes, we're going to get to the point with that kind of dynamic pricing that is going to be instantaneous. And it'll be based on a whole bunch of data factors. And I remember looking at him going, this guy's a nut. He's a loon. <laughs> Don't believe a word. And now I'm like, he was 30. He, that's what Wendy's is doing. That's what they're doing. Unbelievable. How crazy. Yeah. Is that? Here's the other thing, though. If you go to Wendy's at three o'clock, you're getting a deal. Well, am I, so I'm going to need to know. There's got to be an app for that. When are the burgers cheaper? Because right. yeah. that's what I'm going. I wanted. I I would change Wendy's whole plan, and I would say haggle for the price of the burger. I want to haggle. Oh, haggling. Nobody I wants to haggle. I want to no, haggling. I love you haggling. You like haggling? Oh, yeah. I refuse to haggle. I hate oh. haggling. Oh, it's the oh. best. I've done that before. When I've got, they go, how much is it this? And I go, oh, no, thanks. I walk away. They go, what, you're not going to come back? And somebody go, no, I assume that was the price oh. and it's too much. Oh. If that's not the price, tell me what it is. But this is not a price I'm accepting. My wife hates it. She has to walk away. Oh, as well she should. Oh, oh yeah, we too. I'm nice about it. I'm not. Him. Okay, oh. I had a, oh. Hold on. I had a friend. Listen, I'll give you four bucks for the burger. 
I had a friend who used to go to car dealerships and negotiate for he had no intention of buying them. He just enjoyed <laughs> he so enjoyed seeing how little he could get the car. That from. is funny. That is a great no intention of buying a car. That's, None. A, that's a great hobby. That's a loon. Well, he had to practice for oh, when yes. he really did want one. So he was good. Hey, this segment <laughs> is brought to you by higherprice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. So are homeless people gonna start moving into your backyard? Well, it's already happening to one family. We'll tell you more about that. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos on KTAR. Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. Hey, welcome back uh, and a happy Monday to you. We appreciate you for spending some time with us today. Thank you. Gatos, uh, can I do a quick shout out? Well, every time you ask, if I said no, you'd still do it. Probably. Go ahead. Oh, thank you, Gatos. I appreciate that. (laughs) Um, I think you need my permission. Saturday night. Yeah. I got to hang out with the great and the good of Phoenix, uh, uh, people all over the valley uh, at the Biltmore for Children's Cancer Network. Huge event that they do. I just showed you the 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 video. It was awesome. Inspirations uh, 2024. Um, This event is where um, Children's Cancer Network supports children uh, and their families that are going through a cancer journey. Yeah. And uh, this one is where the kids are the models. They get to go, uh, Macy's hooks them up. They get to go and pick out outfits and then they strut their stuff down the, the runway. So they're the models for the evening, all of our cancer warriors. And uh, it was my honor, uh, to, to be able to host it again. It's just, it's my favorite night of the year. It was inspirational in more ways than one and uh really, really cool thing. Weather was beautiful. Oh my God. It was 75 degrees. It was outside right there on the, on the lawn there. Kids were so excited walking in, so, in their new threads. Oh, great. So, some of them, and and they get to pick what they want. Some yeah. went with flowing dresses. Other went with something a little more business-like. Yeah. Some were sporty. What a great way to get your mind off the fact that you got cancer. Yeah, well, and and celebrate. And, you Absolutely. know, one of the great things I learned about Children's Cancer Network is that these kids, uh, they become friends. Because you know what? Who else can understand what it's like to be seven and going through cancer than another seven-year-old yeah, that's going, right. going through cancer treatment? So there's really a bond. Um, I did get in trouble, though. Of course you did. <laughs> I got a speaking to from the Biltmore. Did you? What'd you do? So I'm walking through the lobby, minding my own business, uh-huh. and I see Anthony Davis. He's seven feet tall, and he's wearing a Lakers sweatshirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I figured out the Lakers were staying at the Biltmore. Did you boo him? I would have booed him. I made a mention from the stage that, you know, <laughs> I said, you know, when because there was an auction, I go, if, if you see a very tall person uh, who's no. outbidding you, I'm just going to let you know they probably have deep pockets because the Lakers are in the lobby. Guy came over. We'd appreciate if you didn't say who our guests are. I go... You know he was wearing a Lakers sweatshirt in the lobby, right? Yeah. I, he wasn't hiding. I didn't go look. I didn't peek through a curtain to find out the Lakers were here. If you're in Phoenix, you're allowed to rip the Lakers. That too, right? Absolutely. That too. LeBron was there, but he didn't bid on anything. We'll throw that out there. He's cheap. So, um, question. Yeah. We have issues with homeless. And again, that full stop. Thank you very much. Children's Cancer Network, everybody that uh, participated. Awesome work. Invite me next year. Promise. Love to go. Absolutely promise. Love to um, go. Homeless issue in Phoenix isn't getting any better. It would strike me that it's like a game of whack-a-mole. Where we're just moving people around. And now, are we in danger of a, a homeless person or homeless family moving into your backyard? It's already happening. Take a listen. Aaron Ruano has lived here for a decade, a home where he's raising his three-year-old daughter. But now he's dealing with unwelcome change in the neighborhood. This place set in his backyard, just feet away from a homeless encampment. He says this started to become a problem at the beginning of the year. People lining the alley with tents, shopping carts. 
and trash. I don't own the alley, but they don't own the alley either. So why is it okay for them to stay there? Okay, so I saw a picture of this. Who owns the alley? I guess that is a, yeah, it's a, a good city. question. The yeah. city. It's a city alley. So I saw a picture of this. Yeah, yeah. Think about everybody. Think about your backyard. Okay, and, got it. And you got the fence, right? The fence. Sure you do. Right over the fence, there's an alley. and so where you put garbage cans. There is trash everywhere. And there are people lying on the ground everywhere. Um, there are little tents that have, po- have popped up. This is right past your fence in the backyard. Right. Now, it's a wall, I should say. So you, I, I'm pretty sure it was a wall. So you can't see through it, right. obviously. Right, right, right. You don't my, be, nobody wants a view of the alley. But my goodness. Well, where are they going to the bathroom? Take oh, a guess. Yeah, yeah. Take a guess. Do you want to live next to that? Ooh. Of course not. No. So I think, yeah, where was this? 43rd and... Yeah, I'm going to look oh, it up. Boy. I'm going to look it up. Me the, uh, so here's, here's the issue, though, we run into with this, Kato's. And, and we've talked about this, and I don't have a... Thomas and 30... Seventh Avenue. I don't have a great answer for it. When you clear the zone out, when you shoo them away, we had the story the other day. Uh, uh, the, there was a homeless encampment in the river bottom over by uh, Sky Harbor, right? Yep. Shoo them away. Can't be here. They don't stop being homeless. They just go somewhere else to be homeless. Right. And they're going to the alley behind this guy's house to be homeless. Well, it's time for them to move. And just go somewhere else you and bother go somewhere somebody else. else. Exactly. Yeah, and that, that, that doesn't solve the problem. No, but it solves this man's problem. It just problem. moves it around. If I'm this guy, I really don't care. But this is the NIMBYs. It's just not in my backyard. Yeah, yeah, I don't care if you're homeless or not. I just don't want to see it. I think we I think we care that they're homeless. I think it's awful. And I think, you know, everybody would like to help. Um, but, yeah, when you move into and you're on the other side of my wall, and now my kid can't go out and uh, play in the backyard, now we got a problem. So, you know, one of the big, uh, the homeless, um, is it a shelter? It's called CAS. Sure. It's the one right down there. It was, it was what the is zone, it? zone is. adjacent, if you will, or right there. Um, well, they came pretty close to having to shut down because of a lack of funding. So we get back to this, pay me now, pay me later. I don't want to see the homeless people. I don't want them in my backyard. I don't want to see them on street corners. Great. So where do you want them to go? Well, they can go to a homeless shelter. Okay. Well, that costs money. Not going to give them any money. Like, I, I just don't understand how people can, can logically play this through. Tell me what, what happens. Well, if they're doing drugs, you should go to jail. Well, they'd love to go to jail. I'm not. So, I don't Three know. Three hots maybe, and a cop. Maybe. But if you're doing drugs, I want you to go to jail. That's what I want. What does that cost the taxpayers? It costs us like 50, 60 grand a year to keep somebody incarcerated. Uh, listen to this. It's a lot cheaper to, to, to put, get them a room at Cass. I came out one day and I saw orange and I came and looked at it and there was a needle. There was a needle. Yeah. It's a needle in this guy's backyard. Right by the swing set where his daughter plays. Come he says on. he finds drug paraphernalia often. Right there. Most recently, this pipe he believes someone threw over the wall into his backyard. Yeah, and that's where it stops for me. That's where I, it stops. I'm not defending um, that no, in no, any way, shape, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying I'm calling the police every day, and now I want you to go to jail. If you're putting my three-year-old in danger, sure. if you're throwing you're needles. Doing dr- it's against the law. Yeah, if you're throwing needles over the Absolutely. fence, if you're throwing a pipe over the fence. Now, you know what? You're homeless. Okay, I, I feel bad for that, but n- now I don't because mm-hmm. now you've thrown drugs over the wall. That's where it ends. Yeah. So I call the police. And sometimes, and we've talked about, I've talked about this forever. Sometimes the only way to get clean is to go to jail. Yeah. I'm sometimes, d- and I've talked to a few homeless people, Bruce, and they said they went to jail and they had to get clean. Why? Mm-hmm. There's no, mm-hmm. you got no choice. And it's brutal. It's I, brutal, but it's better than you throwing pipes 
and drugs over, you know, over, over somebody's where backyard. Three year old is on the swings. I, I come to the thing, and again, I, I just come back to this, and and uh, I went to a, a symposium once about homelessness. I don't think it was specifically about that, but the chief of police was there, and the chief of police made the point, mm. and it, and it stuck with me all these years later. The police are the worst people to deal with the homeless situation. Why? He said, because we take people who are obviously in a desperate issue. They're, they're sleeping in a park, for example. And we arrest them for loitering in a park or staying there after hours. And we take them to jail. Now we've taken a homeless person and given them a criminal problem. He goes, I just made the problem worse. I did not make it better. Mm. That was the argument. He goes, we are not the ones equipped to deal with a homeless problem. We, we All we can do is make the problem worse. Yeah, I don't think there's a city in America that knows what they're doing when it comes to the homeless no, problem. So, no, argument about one of them. no yeah. argument about that. Okay. Um, it's time for me to play a game. I'm just going to interrupt you. Is uh, it really? Uh, yeah. What time is it? Uh, I want to play is my... Is the show almost over? No, we got an hour and four, uh, 15. Oh, I was going to say, uh, what are you doing? I want to play a game. Yeah. And I do this, and you don't know when I do this, so oh. I'm doing it now. Okay. The game is called What Celebrity Has a Birthday Today and Does Bruce Have a Story? Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So, so Bruce knows anyone who's anyone. <laughs> no, in no, all no. the year. No, really. I mean, you've got a story about every single uh, like celebrity. So I'm going to pop this okay. man's birthday on you. Okay. It's a guy. You're like, it is a guy. Down to a guy. I do know some It's guys. a big name. It's, it's a, a big name. It is a big name. It is a big name. Right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would never put his music on ever, but he's still a big name. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to pop that on you and see if you've got a story. And if you don't, you're dead to me. Okay. Deal. Okay. Yeah. Outspoken. Bruce and Gatos. KTAR News. I like to pop this on Bruce when he doesn't expect it. Because I like to actually see if he's got a story. Yep. So it's a game that I've been playing for the last few weeks. It's called, What Celebrity Has a Birthday Today and Does Bruce Have a Story? <laughs> Bruce, Bruce was in the music industry. He's met yeah. anyone who's anyone. Yeah. Michael Jackson, J-Lo, Elton John, you name it. Okay. okay. Madonna. Okay. All right. Uh, I can go on and on. Now you could. Okay. Um, I, I don't know, know whose birthday it is today. Right. Well, no, you're not supposed to. Yeah. I want to know if you have a story about this man. I appreciate you at least keeping uh, him in the music world around the time I was in radio. That's good. Michael Bolton yeah. would have been 71 today. Yeah. Oh, oh is Michael. he not dead? No, he's very much alive. I thought he was dead. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's bad. Uh, reports of Michael Bolton's death have been greatly, singing. I have no greatly idea. exaggerated. Reports <laughs> he, of his death. Have I been. can't believe that. I'm surprised. <laughs> he's still alive. Well, Yuck. Okay, love that song. Oh, wow. I do. All right, uh, Bruce. Uh huh. It's uh, it's Michael Bolton's seventy first today. Happy uh, birthday, MB. I have to Google something real quick while you're no, going. No, Keep no. going. Keep do going. you have a story? I do. I do. You I'm trying to figure do. out the year. I'm trying to figure out the year. Okay. Um, lay it on me. Mid nineties. I don't know the exact year when he wasn't popular. Oh, he was. He was getting near the end of his popularity. Might be a nice way to put it. Um, I thought that happened immediately. Ouch. Uh, American Music Awards. We went to the American Music Awards. Part of my job was I got to go to the AMAs. I got to go to the MTV Awards and mm-hmm. go to the Grammys every year. I actually had to buy a tuxedo when I lived in L.A. because I wouldn't rent one from some kid that threw up in it the week before. No, of it course not. Prom. Nice. Um, so afterwards, you'd go. We, I got invited to a dinner. 
Uh, and it was Columbia Records. And it was just some of the guys. We went to a place um, that's closed down. It's called Dre's. And it was one of those Hollywood hotspots that I could never get in on my own. Mm. It was the type of place where the paparazzi would stand outside trying to get pictures of people going in and out. Wow. And they'd look at me and go, yeah, not him. Not, not yeah. him. We don't need a picture of him. So I go in, we sit down, and there's maybe eight or ten of us there. And Michael Bolton comes in. How about that? And he, ha- he had won, like, two awards that night. Like best male vocalist or whatever. He won. He won two awards. And he plopped him down in the middle of the table. Show off. And he had his girlfriend with him at the time. Okay. Nicolette Sheridan. Was she from Desperate Housewives? Yes. But at the time, I want to say Knott's Landing. Does that sound right? I think she was on Knott's Landing. It's kind of what she was yeah, famous maybe. for. And she was just, uh, she was a hottie blonde. She ended up being with OJ. Remember the whole thing about OJ? Oh, gosh. So uh, Nicolette and... and Can't wait for OJ's birthday. And Michael Bolton are there. And uh, we had dinner. And I, I was more on the hip-hop, R&B side. So Michael Bolton was a bit of a... Lame. Like a punchline. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm being serious. Yeah. Was he as lame as his songs? He's phenomenal. He was phenomenal. Phenomenal guy. You like him. Tremendous sense of humor. By the way knows that he's the butt of the joke. Really? And, like, laughs all the way to the bank. I want to show you that. See, exactly. <laughs> and laughs all the way to the bank. He had no problemo with it. He had a great sense of humor, and he was loads of fun to be with that night at dinner. And Nicolette Sheridan is kind of pretty. She's beautiful. And she smelled nice. Just oh. saying. I sat next to her. She smelled nice. All right. Nice. It's a game that I like to play. I pop Happy it on birthday. Bruce. What celebrity has a birthday today? And does Bruce have a story? Yes, he does. For the very alive Michael Bolton. Very much alive. 71 uh, years uh, on this earth. How has coffee now become so political? And we're not even talking about Starbucks holiday cups this time. All right? It's Outspoken with Bruce and Gatos. It's coming up next right here on KTAR.